0: Welcome to The More You Know, a financial podcast hosted by the Biltmore Financial Group in Phoenix, Arizona. My name is Ryan Moore. I'm a certified financial planning professional and financial advisor with UBS. The Biltmore Financial Group is a team dedicated to helping high net worth families and business owners address their complex investment and in financial planning needs. Well, I'm thankful to be joined today by Bill Clark and Cody McDavis of Jennings Strauss Law Firm. Today's topic wanted to dive into the selection of trustees when it comes to estate planning. It's a frequent question I get from clients who should I choose? What are the pros and cons? So, we'd like to dive into that a little bit today. So, why don't we start the discussion just by kind of reminding ourselves what is a trustee and why are they important to a trust?
1: Yeah, Ryan, that's a great question. A trustee is the person with the fiduciary responsibility to the beneficiaries of a trust. In other words, a trustee is the person that is being trusted to manage and oversee the assets in a trust for a given amount of time. This can be for decades or for life. It is significantly powerful. And as we're going to discuss a complicated position, depending on the complication of the family dynamics or the assets in the trust. And accordingly, we should give this a lot of forethought before we decide who the trustee is.
0: So when clients have trust set up, they often select themselves initially as the trustee or family members or close friends. How important is it for clients to have backup trustees?
2: It is essential. A trust is only as good as the trustee managing it. You don't want risk to not having a trust in the event of the death of or incapacity of the primary trustee. So
0: I frequently hear, I'll have my friend or relative serve as trustee. What kind of unintended consequences can arise from that situation?
2: The unintended consequences are the conflict points that necessarily arise when choosing a friend or relative to serve as trustee. For example, one of the primary functions of a trustee is to distribute funds on an appropriate needs basis. If the beneficiary is requesting funds at inappropriate levels, the trustee needs to take action to properly manage the flow of funds. You do not necessarily want to put friends or siblings into those conflict points. For example, we have worked with several trustees where the beneficiary struggles with substance or alcohol abuse problems, and the trustee is working to provide an adequate flow of funds for the basic needs of the beneficiary without funding the alcohol or substance abuse issue. Depending on who the trustee is, this can be a very difficult problem for the trustee to navigate, especially if the trustee is someone who loves the beneficiary dearly and may lack the ability to say no.
1: So, here Bill's talking about us, as you said, Ryan, people often select for their trustee a friend or family member. And this is the person who I'd mentioned to to open this discussion is the person that's responsible for managing and overseeing the assets in a trust. That's what a trustee does. And what Bill's saying here is, if it's a close friend or family member and you've selected this person to manage the assets of, for example, your child, in the event of your untimely passing, and let's say, unfortunately, your child deals with some kind of substance abuse issue. Well, a family member or friend might not be in the best position to say no, especially if the reason or an exacerbating factor of that substance abuse issue is your passing it might be totally reasonable for the trustee who's your friend or family member to feel like, who am I to say no to this child who has lost their parent untimely and I don't want to be the person saying no or withholding funds from them. And those feelings are very real and they might make it difficult for someone to see the difference between throwing fuel to a flame that can be substance abuse alcohol or whatever and saying no because that's actually what's best for them and they might have to go through some kind of rough patch or some kind of difficulties while having just enough funds to survive and continue to live their lives without contributing to an issue. You could see how that might be difficult.
0: Yeah, you bring up a good point. It can be difficult as a a trustee to be put into that situation. So what about the use of corporate trustees? Can you explain what a corporate trustee is and how they fit into the client relationship?
2: A corporate trustee is an entity, generally a department at a bank or other financial institution. The corporate trustee has the advantage of bringing a neutral third-party perspective that is not easily swayed by personal relationships or appeals to emotions. Over the years, we have seen that professional trustees do a very good job in doing the right thing on an objective basis. Corporate trustees generally require evidence of needs, but once they have the evidence, they do a very good job at fulfilling those needs. Although there is generally a single point person that a beneficiary can contact at a corporate trustee, the corporate trustee will generally have a committee of two or three people that will review any significant decisions or requests from the beneficiary. In addition, corporate trustees generally have the structures in place to fully and completely handle accounting, investment, and tax reporting obligations of the trust that individual trustees may struggle with.
1: So this is kind of going back to the earlier point of why a trustee is is in a good position to handle with some dynamics or unfortunate situations that might arise in life. You have two or three people that are comprising a committee that is effectively the corporate trustee, although there's one point of contact generally. But if you have two or three people that are sitting down at these hard situations and looking at them, they're more likely than not, and oftentimes we found in our experience, to make the right decision. Sometimes that's the hard one. But when you have two or three people that don't necessarily have those emotional ties, those relational ties to a beneficiary who might be young and, and again, might be dealing with a substance abuse issue, or they might not have the financial savvy to be spending large sums of money that's where a corporate trustee can be helpful and that's exactly what bill's talking about here that that committee that can comprise many of these corporate
2: trustees we've been focusing here and had a lot of discussion about you know substance abuse or alcohol problems but the corporate trustee also can serve an exceedingly beneficial role in dealing with, you know, blended family situations where you have potential conflicts between a surviving spouse and children from a prior marriage.
1: Don't forget that Bill also mentioned that corporate trustees have a capacity to do taxes, to do financial advising, and other kind of professional services that are all kind of built in, and there's a real benefit there, right? Your family and friends might not be able to do that.
0: So what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of selecting a, a corporate trustee, and, and how do you advise clients to, to go about selecting one?
1: Well, I mean, other than the ones we've just talked about, right? The the professional services that are built in, the committee that's going to establish kind of a an objective perspective or an objective view, I should say, on a lot of the hard or sticky points. But one of the things that people think about as a drawback, Let's, we've talked about the advantages, so me now going to some of the disadvantages, is, or at least perceived disadvantages, I'll say, is that folks oftentimes think that they're expensive and impersonal. And just to be clear, we see the cost of a corporate trustee as a general matter being about 1% of the assets held in the trust. Now if you have a substantial trust, that is going to decrease, right? 1% of a larger amount of money is more, and that can become unreasonable if it's a significant amount if you have someone who's looking at this trust and all the trustees have passed away, well, you you know, know that the or the settlor, has decided that they want this institution to serve in this event. And then you engage them. So you don't actually have to pay for them until you're actually using them. It's not like this cost is incurred at the front when they're not doing anything. But that's not a high cost for the service that's generally being provided here. And again, those advantages are what we talked about earlier, impersonal might seem like it's a disadvantage, but when you do have someone that's struggling with some kind of substance abuse, you might want someone who is an objective, impersonal outsider who's going to look at this and say, knowing humanity, what's best for someone who needs to develop and is struggling with this? And I know it might be the hard decision, but it's the right thing. And generally people that are in the third parties or outside perspective are able to do that that's that's a real advantage and again the other things we talked about the professional services that are built in having three people look at an issue those kind of things are very helpful
2: again without trying to overly repeat here you know we have found that corporate trustees are better selection than individual trustees in a number of situations. For example, the blended family situation. In a blended family situation, the corporate trustee can avoid conflicts between a surviving spouse and the deceased spouse's original children or conflicts between the children of each spouse. In drug, alcohol, or substance abuse or other unusual circumstances, a corporate trustee can help avoid Uh, will avoid an individual trustee having to deal with a problem beneficiary. Corporate trustees can also protect against the situation where an individual trustee might lack financial savvy to appropriately serve as trustee managing of assets in a trust, including the need for professional investment advice, professional accounting, professional tax preparation. Finally, the trust may very well last for many, many years into the future or indefinitely into the future. And one does not want to saddle an individual necessarily for a lifetime of responsibility. Again, and we generally recommend that a corporate trustee in all cases serve as the final backup designated trustee so that if all of the previously named individual trustees are unable or unwilling to serve, there definitely is a corporate trustee to serve as the caboose trustee.
0: Yeah, that makes
1: a lot of sense. So just as an overview here, one of the questions that that started this conversation is why a corporate trustee? And I think it can really be made simple as I think about it personally is there's a reason I don't ask my friends and family to be my bank account. I don't leave my money with my friends and family. I love those people, and I trust them. But sometimes, not in all cases, and not with all trusts, but sometimes it's better to have a professional institution handle certain matters. And for me, especially when it comes to finances, that's the option I go with. Generally, for my bank account, I believe most people would agree. Now, this is not to say that corporate trustees are always the best but in all situations they should at least be a backup option they should at least be the backbone of your trust and i would encourage many folks to consider them as the primary option especially where as bill mentioned you have a blended family situation or you have folks that might be struggling with substance abuse issues and others that you know you can discuss on a matter-by-matter basis
0: so i can understand why you would want to use a corporate trustee for those conflicts that may arise, but also you may run into a situation where in the case of any family, there may be children that don't get along with other children or a child that doesn't get along with the rest. And I would think that would be a possible warning signal right there that there may be a conflict.
1: Absolutely. We we actually just did a trust this past week where a sibling was named the trustee of assets held in trust that parents established and these children that are benefiting from this trust now are in their later years of their life and one of this they just don't really get along but one of the siblings is the sibling that is the trustee is responsible for divvying out the assets in the trust largely based on her discretion and that's pretty difficult, and, you, and, and I would be hard pressed to say that, that this person, of course we didn't set up this trust, we, we would not have done this this way, we're just getting these documents now, but I would be hard pressed to say that this person, this sibling with these dynamics is able to do this in an objective basis and is able to really divvy out these assets in this trust without taking into consideration her, let's say, negative view mm-hmm. of her sibling. And I can't blame her. This is a very it's a part of the human condition. Sure. Not everybody likes their siblings. It's not uncommon to be heard of. And that's why the corporate trustee exists, because there is there is utility in it. I think another point maybe to address here is that corporate trustees or any trustee has a fiduciary responsibility. Their job is to represent the interests of the beneficiary, the interests of the assets, and make sure they're maintained responsibly according to the trust document
0: we've talked a lot about selecting trustees and i think a lot of the assumptions are their large estates and that's who needs a corporate trustee but for somebody like myself my wife and i were in our early 40s young family when we start talking about estate planning for us we think who do we want to raise our children and, and we came to that conclusion and i think we both were in agreement But in the untimely or unexpected possibility that something were to happen to both of us with a young family kind of just approaching our peak earning years, what issues should we be thinking about selecting trustees?
2: Well, I think the most important issue there is depending upon when you desire that your children receive, you know, their inheritances, it can be a significant long period of time. For example, if you had young children and your intention was that somebody work with them on their finances until you know age 30 or 35, you could be dealing with a 20, 25 year relationship to be developed there, which is probably too long for most individuals to deal with. So again, that's a situation where a corporate trustee that you know know is going to be around is a a very logical choice for serving as a long-term trustee. Certainly in the situation of a multi-generation or lifetime trust, again, you're looking at a long-term relationship where you are wanting a, a corporate fiduciary to serve.
1: Are your kids, especially in the event of an untimely death of you and your spouse, are your kids gonna be ready to handle the taxes, the financial management of the investments? That's really, really, really a good place for me where a corporate trustee's really good.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Bill, Cody, thanks for your time today. I appreciate it.
1: No problem.
3: That concludes this episode. Feel free to check out our other episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on our website, advisors.ubs.com slash Biltmore Financial Group. Our office address is 2575 East Camelback Road, Suite 900, Phoenix, Arizona, 85016. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, different material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the arrangements and disclosures that we provide to you about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com slash Relationship Summary or ask your UBS financial advisor for a copy. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or for the basis for making investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be Those of UBS Financial Services, Inc., UBS Financial Services, Inc. does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. Trust services are provided by UBS Trust Company, N.A., or another licensed trust company. UBS Trust Company, N.A. is an affiliate of UBS Financial Services, Inc. and a subsidiary of UBS AG. Trust investments are not deposits or other obligations of or guaranteed by UBS Trust Company, N.A., or UBS AG, or any of their affiliates. Trust investments involve investment risks, including possible loss of principal. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc., nor its employees, including its financial advisors, provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your legal counsel and your accountant or tax professional regarding the legal or tax implications of a particular suggestion, strategy, or investment, including any estate planning strategies before you invest or implement. Bill Clark, Cody McDavis, Dredding Strauss, and UBS Financial Services, Inc. are not affiliated.